Oh, wow. That was wow. a blow. <laughs> Wow. It's supposed like to fade. This is like your first tequila on a, on Dude, a Friday. I, I know, right? Tequila. Oh, do you need to do that? Nope. No, I don't know what's going on with that button. And then I, listen, I've got buttons. I've got eight buttons that I already have these pre planned songs on. Tequila's number one, birthday's number two, Imperial March is number three. I forget what the rest are. Anyways, I don't know why the window, I got to hit this thing a couple times because I hit it. Yeah. And that Tequila. and I and I hit the button to make it fade in and out. I don't know what the problem is. Whatever. Um, good morning, Jason Galvin. Or is it good. morning? No, it's afternoon. It's isn't morning it? here. It's morning here. It's eleven sixteen. We call this morning on the West Coast, baby. Nice. Uh I had a wedding last night at two AM or from uh wow, midnight to two AM at Disney. <laughs> the wedding started at midnight? Yeah. It, uh, they got they got married over at Animal Kingdom at Pandora, uh, and then they came over, and and my official paperwork. When I first got the request, hey, you're going to be at Pandora. I'm like, cool, man. I haven't really actually seen that place, so I'm excited. So I'm at the the guard gate at 10:30 last night, banging on the door. Hey, let me in. We don't have you. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. And then I look at my. Uh, I, I start going back through. I'm like, oh, the contract I signed uh, like six weeks ago says we're at the boardwalk. I'm like, why would they send? The-? Oh, I, was, I was very upset. But then you got home, got home, didn't go to sleep till like five this morning. Yeah, man, my life is Attaboy. super awesome. Out of boy, out of boy. So yeah, Attaboy. so uh, let's get right into this because our guest yes. has to, you know, kind of go and do his thing today. Uh, He's got important things to do, like break more records. Yeah, right. Record breaking crew treat, crew chief. My my brain ain't gonna work today. Wow. Crew chief. It's gonna be one of those shows, folks. Yeah, for Stay Scrappers tuned. Racing. Give it up for Rob Flynn, everybody. Rob. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good, man. How are great, you? Great, Rob. How are you? Doing great, thanks. You're making all the rounds. This is what happens, you know, after you win like an Oscar or a Super Bowl, you get to make the rounds at all the morning shows. You get to Regis and Ke- uh, Kelly here uh, of uh, morning talk shows. <laughs> morning drive. This is the Regis and this is the Regis and Kelly of uh, yeah. of drag racing podcasts. That's for it's sure. It's crazy. It's drag racing. Which one? <laughs> So Rob, uh, J Lo's definitely Kelly. Come on, you know that J Lo's yeah, Kelly. Look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm sexy. How's your week been so far, Rob? Uh great, great week. Uh, certainly after the last weekend. Has it all settled in for you yet? Like that? Do you wake up every morning and go, "Wow, I'm the baddest crew chief in the sport right now"? <laughs> no we're the we're the baddest team in the sport right now it's a, it takes a it's a whole team effort it's not just one person and uh no it's it's pretty awesome i mean and it it kind of grows on you every day because uh you know just more and more people are talking to you that's pretty cool so for those of you out there in in uh video land if you weren't there and you didn't see it like jason and i saw it by the way i uh, will talk more about that here in a second uh jason um i was sitting right at the you know where i sit in the low zone and i'm looking at that thing and here let's just watch the video one more time by the way the only reason why i'm kind of showing this is because i got access this weekend in uh what? charlotte yeah give it up watch this How about 364 at 338 miles an hour? Mike Salinas just went 300 to the eighth. The first driver ever to go 300 miles an hour at the eighth mile, and he is going to pick up the Phillips Connect bonus. 
2.93 seconds, 300 miles an hour at the eighth mile. That's worth cash from Phillips Connect. Congratulations to the Scrappers team down there. That's a milestone everybody's been chasing, and they just got it. So let me ask you this question. So like Alan said, everybody's been chasing it. Galvin said in Reading that was when it was going to happen. Obviously, it didn't happen. What about Saturday night in Charlotte made the conditions so perfect for you guys to go out there and get that number? Well, I think we sat around pretty much all day, and and you just keep making little changes. When you have the runs real tight together, you might not think of all the things you could change. And uh, the longer we sat around, the cooler the track got. The less uh, uh, the less likely of going down the track when it gets really cold like that, too. So you uh, you know we've messed up a lot of night runs in the past, and so we tried to not overthink it. Um, and uh, just fix the areas where we were having problems with our setup all weekend, which was uh, too much clutch wear and the engine parts weren't looking very nice. And it just all, it all came together on, uh, on that run uh, by really not overthinking the whole thing and just, uh, you know, try to make an A to B run. And, and lo and behold, we, we uh, pulled that run. Yeah, that's, a, that's an A to B run. Like I was going to say, uh, I'm sitting there in the low zone and I'm pretty much dead down the line with the uh with the tree and i'm like i'm watching that thing and i saw you guys take off i saw austin proc do what he did and i was like oh my god this is it this is a run i mean i didn't know <laughs> what it was but i was like "Ooh, he is moving it, i mean just just being there and you know seeing these you know you see the cars go down the track and you know like okay you kind of get a little blase but man from the get-go that one was moving yeah, no, that run was a thing of beauty. And even on the, uh, you know, on the computer screen for our data, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, a beautiful run. That's awesome. Rob, I, gotta, I, I yeah, congratulations. I want to ask you, um, I think it's it's pretty clear. And then I heard you talking on WFO yesterday that you, you didn't know right away. Uh, and I'm not even sure, like on the video, we see the replay there. And the first person to you is is adam cave um for who is your car chief right or yep. assistant yep. crew chief i don't know yeah yeah but but so aaron is your your co-crew chief twin brothers adam is uh obviously very ingrained in the salinas family he and jasmine have been together for a long time adam's like the yep. first one there i don't think adam knew like at that point that it had run 300 to the eighth i think you guys were just excited that you just went out there and lowered the boom on everybody so like at what point did the whole team figure out like 300 had happened well <clears throat> Really, the you know the four that would have been Mike's quickest run, and certainly our quickest run as a team too. And then um, you know I went over to do I, I don't recall who the first interview was. I think Joe was the second one. Now that I watched it a little bit, but uh, you know Adam got to me first, and then when I was walking over to do the the first interview, Troy Fasting was standing there, and he's mouthing to me, it went 300 to the eighth, and I, it took a couple minutes to process. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, then the, the questions started flying, and so, uh, you know, once I got to Joe, I already knew that, and so um, I'm, I'm just not sure who the first interview was now. It was like a blur right then with uh, all the people grabbing you, and, you know, Monica Salinas, and, uh you know, all our, our little police escort up there and all that kind of stuff. So it was, uh, it was a, uh, incredible moment. That's for sure. That's great. Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, again, uh, Hannah and I were both up on the stage and we were like, wow, there it was that, that was the run. 
So it was a dude that, that was, that was a thing of beauty. Jason, by the way, I didn't hear your voice. You were in the booth. What happened? Did uh, Alan um, not let you talk? No, look, we, Alan and I have a, Alan and I have a, a, um, I don't even know if it's been spoken, but I think it's pretty obvious agreement that in, in moments of history, um, don't do something that's going to make the call sound like neither one of us know what we're doing. Right. Um, so, um, Alan saw it right away. I, I, to Alan's credit, sometimes, you know, Alan's watching the cars go down the track and it, and it takes a second to see stuff like that. Alan saw the scoreboard and as he saw the scoreboard, I, I watched the run on the TV monitor, which is next to the computer. And I, it was my eyes came over to the monitor to see what it ran. I saw the 300. So I was literally like pointing my finger and you can actually hear it in Alan's voice before he gets to the 300 as he's saying what Mike ran he's 3.647 and as he's saying 338 you hear his voice go up because that's about the same time that his eyes came down as my fingers going forward and he and I saw it at the same time and Alan needed no help there he crushed the right. call and um when Alan got going I mean what, what was I gonna say that was gonna I add know. to that I, I mean know. Alan Reinhardt's been the voice of this sport forever uh he deserved to have that he, we don't need my voice in that there will be plenty of days and opportunities 30 years from now when, you know, Alan finally has kids and grandkids <laughs> where, where I get to <laughs> look at JLo's like, what? Yeah, we, what? you know, but, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I didn't need to, I didn't need to be involved in that. To oh, me, it was just so like, I got, yeah, I got good. chills. Like I was yeah. standing there. Like I literally got chills when I saw that. That's, you know, for me, that's the first moment. Um, I, it's funny. I stood on the starting line when Jimmy Proc ran 339 or whatever. The funny car with Robert Height. Um, but I stood there like with family, right? It was before I worked for NHRA or did announcing or anything. So for me, that's the first like real holy smokes moment um, that I've been like a part of working, you know? Um, yeah. So for me, that that's a moment that I will always remember um, as being very cool. But I, Rob, I want to ask you, uh, you know, I don't know a lot of people out there know um, or we talk about it very much, but, you know, you've always been in the sport for a long, long time. But Daryl oh, Quinn, yeah. back before that, um, I mean, you know, they're, they're going to name tracks after you in Canada when you retire now. So um, for those who don't know, Rob's Canadian, right? He's part of like great Canadian lineage, him and the Hodgson family and Graham Light and um, sure. Gordy Bonin. And, um, but your son uh, works in the sport, has grown up kind of in the sport with you. Um, your daughter is now married into the sport as well. Um, but your, your son is a track specialist for, for the Toyota team. Do you remember the first time that like you saw Paul after that moment? Like, did, did he realize it on the starting line? He obviously had a job to do. There were still more cars of his coming, but did, did you guys get a chance to embrace on the starting line or did that come later? Oh yeah, no, we, we did on the starting line. And actually that's one of the very first times my wife's ever been up by the starting line too. <laughs> wow. I thought he was going to say, that's the very first time my wife ever embraced me uh, in public. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was coming. That would have been great. <laughs> no, so it, there was, it was, a, there was a lot going on up there. There was a lot, you know, a lot of people from our group for sure. And, uh, you know, it was, like I said, it was just an incredible moment to share with all your family up there. Unfortunately, my daughter wasn't there, but she was watching on TV. So that, that was great also. What do you guys what do with that 30, with extra, extra 30 grand? Is that going to go right to parts and pieces or are we just having a huge blowout party for that one? What, what I mean, do you, do you even have a say in that? I know Mike's the guy, but you know, I have, I would, and I would have some say. I think we got to buy more parts. We, uh, <laughs> so 
that was unfortunate. But uh, yeah, it just goes in the pot and, you know, just keep the whole train rolling, basically. Yeah. I mean, Jason just wanted to know if he got invited to the party. Was I just need to get invited to something. Just jump to it next time, J.O. Yeah. Some kind of party. It's pretty historic to do that, so. Right. Yeah. Rob, go go win a championship. We'll throw a big party for you on Monday after the finale. How about that? Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what. Win the championship, and not only will there be a big party for you Monday, like, we won't even charge you for it. We'll invite you down to the, this casino you get to come to. It'll be great. I promise. Right? Be, yeah. I'll even play music for you. <laughs> yeah, there's, what? There's a lot of parody right now with all these teams, so we uh, we got to slow down the Coletta train now. So. Uh... <laughs> But there's a lot um, of guys to do that. So it's, uh, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, as a fan, uh, you know, hopefully it goes down right to the world finals with a whole bunch of cars right in the mix. That'll be really exciting then. Yeah. I got I got to ask you that. You you your last stop on the tour before Mike Salinas um was with the Coletta team and you kind of came in it's kind of like a transition period when you came in and then obviously they went and got Alan Johnson from the Salinas team. And that kind of left you on the outs. It effectively became like a crew chief swap, but you actually inherited the majority of what had been the Allen Johnson, Brian Houston team. Mike kept that team around for you to, to kind of come over and work with, which I always think is, is like an interesting dynamic, right? The Coletta teams had kind of their crew guys forever. But when you came over to the Mike Salinas team, like that obviously had to be, I don't know, like an interesting moment for you at least. Like you're going from Coletta all these like big factory type of teams, you come to a team that is for the most part self-funded kind of upstart still, right? Like Mike had a success with Alan Johnson, but definitely still an upstart team, um, newer driver, newer organization over there. Could you have imagined when you made that move that we'd be sitting here, you know, a year and a half later and, and you guys would have collected, you know, a half dozen wins that you have now you won the Gator nationals, and now you're etched in this moment in time that we will replay like we did 300 in Gainesville. Yeah, no, it's, it's incredible. And, you know, and, and Mike has, you know, that the team that's there, a lot of those guys were on Brittany's 2017 championship team with Alan. So they're, you know, it's a really strong team and I was just didn't want to be the weak link there truthfully. <laughs> and so, uh, but, you know, Mike, he uh, he brings out the best in all of us. I mean, he wants to go for it all the time, even when you probably shouldn't. And uh, <laughs> you have an owner like that that will support you to make mistakes. Um, because, let's face it, when you're trying to push the envelope, you're going to make mistakes. And, uh, you know, if you got someone there that's like, come on, let's, you know, let's go for it. And then that's a lot easier if someone's standing behind you to do that. And, you know, we have the team to do that. And, um, you know, we, we have the owner standing behind us to do that. We can make mistakes and we've made plenty, but we've also, you know, made some really good runs and testing that kind of led up to that moment. And so, you know, with the Salinas family backing and that's been, you know, a wonderful thing, um, you know, the sky's the limit, I feel like, and the team that we have behind. I'm going to ask you, Rob, um, going into uh, – and I'm not trying to get like way too far here because I'm focused on trying to win championship this year. you got four races left to win. But the, I think one of the really unique things about your team on, on top of all of this 
maybe one of the things that's just been kind of overlooked, like this is a single car operation, right? Like there, there are not many true single car teams out there, but I mean, your, your track specialists is, are, are you guys, right? Like Adam's out there with Jasmine checking the track for you guys. Um, you don't have a technical alliance with somebody like Toyota. You don't have two or three other team cars, even Justin Ashley, like that may be JCM Ashley racing, but they've got Toyota and they've got Antron and they kind of work as a team, right? Uh, Tony Schumacher, while he doesn't have uh, another top fuel car necessarily, has Tim Wilkerson and and they've got Fletch and and you guys don't have kind of any of that stuff, which I, I find fascinating. It really, I think you and Clay Milliken are the only two cars I could think of that consistently compete and don't have somebody else to lean on. Like how much are you looking forward to having a second car next year with Jasmine and just how much that extra data helps? Oh yeah, no, the extra car is a huge thing. I mean, and you know, even you know, when we were running Jasmine to get her license, we tried some things that we actually applied on Mike's car, you know, because uh, you know, we just had to make sure it went down the track when she got her license. So we could apply that at some of the tracks where we were maybe struggling with the, you know, hot track conditions and that. And then as far as the, you know, all the, the we're on our own little island, I guess, what, what you call it. We do have a track guy that's named uh, Jake Green, and he he actually supplies information for quite a few teams, uh, such as Clay Milliken and that too. So we do have that information. I mean, everyone thinks I get something from my son. I don't get anything from him at all. I mean, Toyota is totally proprietary with their teams and that. So, you know, if we're talking, it's a father and son talking more than anything. So, you know, we just, uh, you know, we can we can do our own thing. And then when we do get that other car, we'll be able to try some other stuff too. And uh, I think that'll be pretty valuable. And, you know, um there's also people that you talk to i have you know other crew chiefs on other teams that maybe are single teams we can talk about it things too um you know i i mean i talked to brian karate a little bit um you know i talked to guido and and uh you know some guys like that Todd okahara and they can you know if you're having some struggles i mean we all share information and stuff like that you know, it's certainly easier when you're racing, you're not racing the uh, funny car guys to, you know, for them to share information. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like we have a really good relationship with Antron Brown's team and stuff like that, too. And, you know, in the countdown, we're not sharing anything. But, you know, during the year, we're, we're trying to help each other out a little bit when we're, we're struggling with problems. That's great. Well, Rob, thank you so much. I know you got to go here, but I got one last question for you. Uh, I keep hearing Mike Selena says, we're going 340. When are we going 340? When's he going to hit that number? Oh, no pressure, right? Um, right. <laughs> Everything's got to be perfect on that. And I mean, that, you know, that run we made was, I mean, it seems like it's perfect, but, you know, there's still areas that, you know, it dropped a cylinder probably about 900 feet. So that's going to negate the 340 right off the bat. And then, you know, the faster you're going, um, the sooner the NHRA mandated rev limiter comes in too. So it's really hard to keep all eight cylinders lit when it's, you know, the timing's, you know, rocketing out of there. And, um, you know, you got to have enough fuel to, to make the thing, the engine happy. And yet you have to have not enough fuel to make it run on eight cylinders when the timing's coming out of it so you know i mean i, I think the um everything's there to do that but 
you know, look how long it took for someone to break the 300 to the eighth. I mean, you know, David Grubnick and Brittany, they're knocking on that door quite a few times in the 299 range. And, uh, you know, and, and same with Mike Green. He's run 298, 299 with Justin Ashley's car. Quite a few of these cars are capable. I mean, Antron came right behind us and ran 299. So, you know, if everyone hits it right, and, you know, now we've, we've got, all got this target, you know, that it's possible to do it. Um, you know, if uh, we get certain conditions this year, it's, uh, it's certainly possible. Um, you know, we're, we're not going to give up on trying to do that. That's for sure. Gotcha. Well, there you go. Rob Flynn, everybody. There you go. Rob, thank you. I know you had a, a tight schedule today, but we appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. Guys, Good luck this there. weekend. Yep, yeah. we'll see you out there. Thanks, Rob. All righty. All right, that's Rob Flynn, man. God, can you imagine? That's Rob Flynn. Well, Rob made a good point, though. Like, Alan and I kind of talked about that. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. First off, I, I think yesterday was the first time that anybody really heard that it dropped a cylinder. On, yeah, on no, I didn't. When he said that, I was like, what? Yeah, but it but it did it so late. And and that's something that, like, Alan and I kind of talked about um, specifically. And we didn't really talk about it on, on the mic very much. But, like, Rob's right, right? Like, the, the rev limiter, the problem with going 300 to the eighth is you're accelerating the car so hard that you're going to hit the rev limit sooner. You know, and at, at some point, that's the great equalizer. It's very similar to uh, to the pro to the pro stock cars, right? Like everybody's right. like, "Oh, when are they going to run?" You know, two fifteen again, two fourteen, two fifteen. Like I, they're the answer is they're probably not, right? Like they're they're going to find a way to make the car accelerate sooner, and that's what the top fuel teams have done, which is why you see, you know, three hundred to the eighth now, right? Um, but it's very hard. Like it it kind of sounds counterintuitive. And I think Rob's right. Like, is there a way to make it run 340 to the thousand foot and 300 to the eighth? Like, yeah, but like you are literally, that's going to be like the the Disneyland home run run, right? Like you're going to have to hit it just, but, but I mean, like silly as it sounds, I almost think you're going to see a 340 to the thousand on a run where the car only runs like 296 to the eighth or 297 because they're going to be accelerating it harder down track type of deal. Like, right. you know. And that's the other part too, right? Like the thing that I think we often forget about, um, you know, I've had, I've had people tell me that like, you know, not to say that it's just easy to do, but like 300 to the eighth might've been hit sooner if you didn't care about what it ran to the thousand and you didn't care about hurting the car, right? Hurting the motor. Like that's not to say that somebody could have just gone up there and run 300 to the eighth at any moment in time. Cause you still got to get the car moving you got to get up on the tire like all that's got to hit right but like could somebody have come out there sooner and if we were just making an eighth mile run right like hey we're only running the cars to the eighth mile go run what you can run like this right. weekend's race is a race to the eighth mile everything this weekend the race to the eighth mile somebody would have run it sooner i think sure and and, it, and maybe it would have been rob maybe it would have been grubnik maybe it would have been six or seven people in the same weekend somewhere where the conditions were real good. But like, there's a difference between trying to make the car run 660 feet and trying to make it run a thousand feet and stay under power. Right. And if it run, people are like, yeah, but Phillips put up $30,000 and $30,000 is great. But if like, again, if you go out there and you're like, Hey, we're just going for the 30 grand here and it runs 300 to the eighth and then it hangs the rods and grenades, the thing, well, you just spent 70 grand to make 30 and you lost a run, and you got fined points. Like, all that stuff factors in, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, By the way, th and not to be this guy, and I know I asked Rob about, you know, where, where that money goes, but um, what, what happened? Is that money gone now? The 30 grand's gone? 
I mean, like if if you and I ran uh, three hundred to the eighth, do we get thirty grand again? Yeah, no, no, no. The thirty was a first time deal. I'd have to go look at the the. Hey, there's a release out there somewhere. I think there's right. a a cash bonus for the next seven people behind it. Like there, there's a club, right? Okay, Just like gotcha. back in the day, we had the like, was it the Craiger two hundred or three hundred club? One of them. I don't know. We had a bunch of people yeah. who sponsored clubs back in the day, right? I I remember Craiger being one of them. Um, but you know, we had the 300 club in nitro and we had the 200 club in pro stock and, uh, pro stock motorcycle, I think even had a 200 mile per hour club. So we have a 300 to Phillips connect has a 300 to the eighth club. Mike signed that board. He was the first one on it. I think there's eight people on it. I'm pretty sure all eight get a bonus of some sort when, when those other seven drivers get there, it's uh, definitely not 30 grand, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't, and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they don't. Maybe they just get a jacket and a cool plaque or something. But, but there's a club for it, which I think is cool. Cause yeah. I mean, I remember like this was back before you were probably in drag racing, right? But like I remember back in the, in the early 90s, um, when I was growing up, like that was a thing, right? Like being part of the clubs was a big deal. Pro stock going 200, nitro going 300, like, you know, um, running in the fours, like, you being part of that club was a really cool thing. Um, sure. I think there was a club for running in the sixes in pro stock at one point, maybe even bikes. So, um, you know, I, I think that's cool. I definitely think, um, I definitely think there are enough smart people out there who are going to go back, look at that run. They're going to analyze it. They're going to look at the incrementals. They're going to figure out where Mike's car ran really well on that run. And when we get to Dallas, you know, depending on what the weather looks like, the, the weather's the great equalizer. But I wouldn't be surprised if we add another car or two into that club at Dallas. Like Dallas to me is the, is the next shot. St. Louis is going to, and, and I'm not going to be there this weekend. So I'm hoping it doesn't happen because I want to see them all. <laughs> um, but um, but uh, St. Louis, um, I think it's going to be too warm, you know. Yeah, it looks like it's in, like up yeah upper eighties, so we'll figure that yeah. out. All right, so yeah, so we're two races into the countdown, and uh, like, I'm about ready to kill people at the racetrack. Uh, not joking. Um, this is a uh, full blown situation <laughs> for me. Uh, I, Why? I, try to, I try to stay positive, bro. I'm talking about me, when? Okay, define people here. I'm just talking define about, I'm not, I, dude. All right. Th- I, I will say this. I, sometimes I get a little irked at the fans mm. when they yell at me. Oh, they, they okay. Norwalk. Right, never mind. I'm not going to make you totally rat out, but but I yeah. do have a memory now. Yeah. I do have a memory now of a certain rant you might have gone on while I may or may not have been on a microphone. Yeah, but listen, I, this yeah. one's about uh, just employees, just whole situation. I, I got – listen, it, it first started with me. It, it all starts – like today's Wednesday. I got to do laundry. I got to go pick my kid up from soccer. I got to do a bunch of stuff, right? Now, yeah. it didn't help by me going to bed at 5 in the morning last night uh, and didn't wake up at 11. Uh, you don't I, say. It, it doesn't help. But it all starts for me. Like, my flight's at 9.15 tomorrow. Go to Charlotte. Charlotte's St. Louis, right? I get in by, like, 1 o'clock. Last week, uh, and, like, I'm obnoxious about my flights. and I, I will go on and I will try and move my seat around, possibly, if I'm too far back. I'm uh I, I'm in boarding group four on American, so it's not horrible. But uh, so my flight last week, I basically was in a row by myself, and there was maybe eight seats available. It was it, that wasn't a row by myself. I was there was a seat in between me and the person on the window, and I always sit on the aisle. Well, uh, you know, I guess American needs to fill these planes to get people moving. 
um, because they immediately <laughs> no. every single they filled every available space. Okay, fine. That's your that's your right as an airline carrier, and uh, you can do whatever you want. But the people, so where and, and Joe Costello gave me grief about this because I didn't say anything. But I'm gonna. This is my time to say stuff. Travel in the, in the in in America has gotten crazy, probably all over the world. But listen, when you're on a plane, don't just think about yourself. Think about everyone else on the plane. So these people come on the plane; they're like dead last. There's like a couple, and they've got roll-ons, right? They they got they they brought their luggage on. If you were dead last on a plane, chances are there's not going to be an overhead. <laughs> and, and, and you're going to have to check your bag. Right. I don't care what you say; you're going to yeah. have to check your bag. We spent a good five to eight minutes trying to figure out where we could put our bags on this plane. And to the flight attendant's credit, they were trying, as opposed to just, give me your bag, sit your ass down and shut up, right? No, they were trying to find it. And I'm like, get the, you're the last ones on the plane. Check your bag. So sorry, you got to deal with it. Well, then all of a sudden, these are the people that got in my row. I'm going to show you. I have pictures of this stuff. It was oh, like, wow. Yeah, Public yeah. shaming. Life's well, a drag. Like, Public yeah, shaming edition. I, all right. Passenger shaming, I am not, I am not afraid to do. So these are the this is the couple that gets on next to me. So okay, I'm not a small guy, but I'm on. I, but the dude, first off, the smaller person goes in the middle. End of story. I don't care if it's husband, wife, whatever. Smaller person goes in the middle. Okay. I mean, but this is the fifty eight thousandth flight where the Listen. husband and wife. Oh, I, I bet it's in, in the window. In fairness, in fairness, first off, happy wife, happy life. Second off, it looks like he's crowding her too. Oh, so. let me tell you something. This couple, she could not shut up. She was narrating everything she saw out the window. The husband was with a that, mask on. Oh yeah, yeah. No, she's looking. At See, the that's window. what would have annoyed me because it would have been muffled. It, like, it, it kind of was. It's but, the Mississippi River. The Mississippi, so, honey, so, honey. It's the edge. It's the gateway edge. <laughs> so this Do you guy. See that? <laughs> I found the S35. It's right there. I don't know why the government can't find it. I see the S35. So this, <laughs> this guy, he was done with it. He like this is his. He looks straight ahead the entire time. Look, look, look at the look on his face. Yeah, <laughs> he is a beaten down man. He is just like, dude, I cannot. I cannot deal with this woman anymore. She's like, yeah, just like you're saying. Oh my God, look at that. Is that the Okeechobee? You know, it was constant for an hour. Where did we go? Oh, I was I direct? Uh, no, yeah, we to Charlotte. It's an hour in the air. Okay. So to the point, that's why I was scared. Now, this I took this picture while we were pulling up to the gate. You see her hand there? She's clipping her fingernails. Oh no. She, and by the way, when what? I say she, you hear the click, click, what? and shrapnel is flying off of this lady's fingers. <laughs> I was like, what on God's green? Or I saw one go up and over the chair in front of her. I was like, what is your effing malfunction? What? Why? why? And, then, and then she kind of nicked her skin. Ooh, I got my skin on that one. That one's a little, I was like, Good for you. You should not be clipping your fingernails and having your fingernail clippings fly everywhere. What is the matter with people on airplanes? 
Yeah. I this is so where you and I differentiate, by the way. Why? Totally where you because I would have hit the button and when the flight attendant walked up and I've just been like, ma'am, I don't really mean to like alarm anybody here, but the, the lady in the window seat over there, I think she just said she has a bomb. <laughs> Yeah, see, I'm afraid to say things like that because I'm going to be the one. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, the lady, the lady in the window seat says she has SARS. <laughs> SARS. That's why she's thought, wearing a mask. I thought SARS went out of went out of style after COVID, but she said she has SARS. <laughs> Something like that. Maybe it's Asian bird flu. I don't know. Right. Anyways, what was the what was like the virus that. outbreak? Hold on, now I got to look that up. So that that was that was on my way there, and on the way back, I didn't take. I, I got a picture of these guys, but we don't need to see them. These two people next to me across the aisle, drunker than Cooter Brown. The guy, <laughs> could not, he was talking. They were talking so loud, and he is now hiccuping. You know how like we get that drunker. Right. I was like, oh my god, this guy is shit faced, hammered. But that's that. So that was that. I that that's what got me a little wound up, right? And uh, Joe and this I. This was talking, going to the races. Going to the race. So Joe and I were talking about this uh, yesterday. We had a or the other day. It's like we think uh, Z Max might be haunted because everyone was on the chip this weekend. Every single person that worked out there, like. I, yeah. there, there are people that do some stuff uh, that bring me things and, you know, have done that all season long. And I always say, please, thank you. Whatever I can do for you. Thank you very much. They were like, bro, here's your stuff. Enjoy. Or like, Hey man, turn that microphone down because you're going to blow my speed. It was like, get it, bro. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get out of the way, but everybody, bro, I was, I was fired up. Uh, the rain did not help. No. Charlotte, no. and, and you know, we've talked about this in the past with our uh, show um, contributor, uh, Allie Bland. Um, I like this. That. Is, I mean, you, you know, how she's add that to her Twitter account, official Life's yeah. a Drag contributor. Yeah, you know, uh, by the way, um, Kelly Crandall said she was going to call in, and she hasn't. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put this I'm gonna put this up here in the in the thing, so maybe she's watching, going, hey. Why can't I call in? Hey, um, I think she knows how to do that. But. Yeah, yeah, but I got to give her this. Um, there we go. In the in the thing. Hey, if you want to call in, feel free. Uh, first time Ooh. caller. Um, there you go. The, <laughs> anyway. First time, long time. This is going to be like the Dan yeah. Patrick show. Uh, right. 58165. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. ding. <laughs> so we play games in the media center to pass time, and it rained like it normally does in Charlotte. And this is one of the games we play. Which um, everybody was shocked to realize that I am the master at. Ready? Here you go. Oh, stop, stop. look how good J Lo is at it. How do you not know how to play this game? Come on, Joe. You didn't play this before? No. <laughs> what? This is a dumb game. How do you not know Where how I'm this from, game works? We we just try to hurt each other. <laughs> play Jacob. Go ahead. Okay. Very quick. Yes, no, you're quick. I'm not even looking at her. Yeah, no. <laughs> Do it. Go ahead. Oh, look at these mitts. <laughs> There's so much surface area, you'll never get to Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he destroyed Z Max Dragways. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> big old Jacob. <laughs> all, all, into the wall is my favorite part. All six six of that dude rolls in there. 
out. <laughs> I, I literally thought he put a hole in the wall. I was like, bro, you are a guy. You it sounded like he did. I was in the other room when that happened, and I went. <laughs> what's, what's going on over there? I literally, like. Uh, yeah, Jacob. but and then yeah, so we were Z-Max there. is the home. Look, look, Zmax is the home of um of the of the world famous uh Sarah Slaughter WTF forecast right. reading session from the from the spring, which we which we got a chance to uh, to reincarnate this weekend thanks to thanks to Mother Nature's um never never ending attempt to squash drag racing. Um, yeah, you know, it but it's great. dude. How many more races we got? Four? Nikki Nikki Sheely Nikki Sheely taught me the this great new baseball game that her and I played for like twenty minutes. It was awesome. She loves baseball. She does. I love baseball. So we're but how many more races do we have? Four more. Four. You you St. have Louis, four. I have three. Dallas. Yeah. Vegas and Pomona. Okay. Yeah, dude, yeah. bro. I'm. I said to uh, uh, Mike Rice, we got in. I got in there early on Sunday, and I go. Can this season just be over? Can you? Do you have any power just to you know declare it done? Because I'm done. You I know what would be done. great about that? Doug Coletta would be the world champion. It would be great. He would be. Um, but, yeah, it, it, dude. But no no I, offense I, to the rest of the top fuel field, okay? Right. No, no offense. But, but yeah, like, no, Doug Coletta would be the world champion. He's due. Come on. He's due. Is, is there anybody out there? If hey, Look, here's the deal. I'm just going to – this is real talk, okay? If you are out there rooting for anybody other than Doug Coletta to win the Top Fuel World Championship and your paycheck is not directly tied to a different car winning the World Championship in Top right. Fuel specifically, I don't like you. <laughs> I was just going to say, unless you're getting paid by somebody else, you, can, you got I don't care if you're getting paid by Tony Stewart Racing, but you work on the funny car. You should be like, yeah, Lee, I really hope you finish second. Like, no offense. I know that you're in-house, but like, finish second, you know? Like, yeah. like if, if you work on John Force's card, like, like Brittany, finish second. Austin, be third. Like, somebody just let Doug win. And I'm not saying, like, let him win, you know, but, like, yeah. can we please, like, this is, like, uh, you know, I like I feel like we're at Daytona for the 22nd year, right? Or whatever. It was. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Like, Reinhardt alone is going to have to have some sort of line like that, like, that they've been rehearsing, like, right. Mike Joy did for seven years for Dale Earnhardt winning the 500, right? Like. You know, or you know, the whatever line that all the IndyCar guys had for when Michael Andretti finally won the Indy 500 that he never actually won, so they never got to recite it. But like, the, like Loans and Allen, if I were Loans or Allen, I would literally—that's I just—I'd be spending every hour of the day that I'm not at the racetrack, like refining what exactly I'm going to say in that moment that we're going to replay for the next 500 years when Doug Coletta finally wins the championship. Yeah, it'll be good. I mean, he's you know, two wins in a row. Two countdown wins in a row. He's 60, 60 plus points out right now. That's a that's a sizable lead after two races of the playoffs when you came in to the playoffs and not the points leader. Like that's a, by that's the way, I, I was looking at pro stock uh points. Eric is two uh two down and for has you know, number one qualifiers both races, and then to just not do anything. Like I they, they, I, I heard somebody say, like, oh yeah, after we beat Hartford, uh on uh on uh what day or i guess on on, on race day i would be Hartford. oh yeah we're good we're, we're we got a good shot at winning this and i'm like okay and then next round not so much well, well she hasn't been to a she hasn't been to a final so it, right but she's been to semifinals and number okay, one qualifiers but, don't you right, get point being number one qualifier you do but but when hart but well you get points per round it's got nothing to do with the number one qualifier oh, okay. it's where you're at each round but like hartford 
Hartford's picked up some points along the way. Um, for instance, uh, Saturday night during the whole rain delay fiasco, Hartford picked up three to Erica's one. So there's your difference in the points right now. Uh, Erica's four back the way, which I had to double check that because I thought that was right. Um, but um, uh, Hartford Hartford won Reading, so he's got an extra round on every. On well, uh, yeah, that's what I remember that. That's what I mean, and I'm like, okay, but those guys, like for Andy was and and, Andy was ahead of her coming in, so he's got to win, and he was ahead of her coming in. Erica needed to go to the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think uh, for everybody, you know, crapping on Erica at the beginning of the season, even her included. I mean, look at them; they're two points behind, four points behind. I was like, you know, and then for Greg Anderson to win, I mean, he's going to work his way back in the mix. Come on, man! This pro stocks. He's he's sixty-one back. He's sixty-one back. But yeah, Look, so Kyle Koretsky is 99 back in eighth place and went to the finals and ready. Like Pro Stock's tight right now. Very you know? tight. Very tight. Yes. That's why that's why I like Pro Stock. Yes. It's just fun, it goes down yeah. to the wire. But yeah, yeah so Pro Stock uh, motorcycle, on the other hand. Nah, we're done with that. Uh I will tell you this. There is a rumor. There's a rumor going around. And it's not on the entry list that way, but that doesn't mean squat. There is a rumor going around that uh, Chip Ellis. That was I don't know if he wasn't available or maybe just wanted to take the weekend off or what. Um, but on the uh, on the Matt Smith Racing um, uh, blocker bike, shall we call it this weekend? Right. That Joey Gladstone's going to be on that bike. Really, Joey really? Gladstone's on entry list, but so is Corey Reed. They usually don't run two bikes together right now because they're just kind of get back in the swing of things. And there's a hot rumor going around that Joey Gladstone is going to be on Matt Smith's bike. I'll just tell you right now, I didn't hear it from Joey, Corey, or Matt. So if any of them get mad at me, I've got my own sources. You'll never know. I won't tell. And I won't be in St. Louis, so you can't yell at me anyways. But if that comes to fruition, and it's a little too late to change the entry list because it's Wednesday afternoon. Um, yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, well, I saw that they're both going to be running. They're both on the entry list, so that'll be good. So look at you. Rumors have it. Hey, you um, know. Yeah. Connections. So, we got connections. So you're going – where Where are you going to go for – where are you going to be this weekend? I know you've got a wedding, but where's this wedding? I got, dude, uh, it's in Southern California. Oh, okay. No big deal. Dude, it's Jake Sundstrom's wedding. Like, hashtag old national dragster folks. My first ever roommate at an NHRA race that I worked. Reading, That's funny. I, 2019. <laughs> he uh, he was my roommate a couple times. We were roommates fan. in Sonoma the first time, and they're like, they're like, hey, you're rooming with Jake. And I go, who's Jake? I don't know who these people are. <laughs> I just don't joke Stello. And I walk <laughs> in, he's in there working. I go, hey, dude, what's up? That's always a fun, uh, yeah. you know, like you don't know who they are. You never met them. But guess what? You get to so, sleep three feet away so, from each other. So, so true story. Um, so true. So, so let me tell you this story. This is pe- people who enjoy the life on the road story here, right? Uh, so Jake, Thursday night, Reading 2019. Reading 2019 was the first race that NHRA ever like paid me to come to, right? Like travel and all that stuff. So flying to Philly, um, it's late, right? Like I come from LA to Philly. Uh, you would be surprised, but there's not a lot of like direct flights early in the day. And and by the way, even an early in the day direct flight lands you in Philly pretty late because if you get on a 6 30 a.m flight out of lax it's five plus hours to philly i mean that's now five o'clock in the afternoon in philly when you land right because of the time change and everything right. and then and then philly traffic around the airport sucks at traffic time 
And, uh, you know, so I got in, I forget, but I got into Philly at like nine o'clock or 10 o'clock at night or something. And, um, and then, you know, got in and I went up to the room, dropped my stuff off. Jake wasn't there. Went downstairs. Um, Joe was at the bar and was like the only person I really knew at the time. Right. And, um, you know, went down with Joe. Joe's introducing me to people. We sat at the bar till I don't know, like 11 o'clock or something. All right, everybody go up, go to bed, whatever. I go to bed. Jake is back in the room, but he's out cold. So like lights are off. So I still haven't met my roommate who's now asleep in the bed next. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Next morning, like I got to be at the track at, you know, the shit of dawn because it got to be there when the first car goes down the track. It's my first race. I'm like, I don't don't know if I, you know, it's 20 minutes away, whatever. I got up at like six, like we're running cars at eight 30 and I, I was at track at like seven 15. Right. And, um, Still haven't met Jake. <laughs> like, probably walked by him six times at the track on Friday. Still haven't met him. <laughs> like, so the first time I actually met him was, like, Friday night after, like, when I went back to the room to, like, change before we went to dinner or something. Like, true story. Bro, that that happened to be in Vegas one year, 2017. I don't know. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're rooming with the IT guy, whatever his name was at the time. And I'm like who why am i room and they're like oh yeah he's been here since tuesday and i roll in on thursday i don't meet this guy i don't see his face because it's vegas i'm gonna do my vegas thing you've seen what that looks like um i felt it yes yeah (laughs) and i i you know i come in every night he's out uh he leaves before i even think about possibly waking up it was sunday morning and this guy (laughs) and at our hotel the uh our room was on the side where the sun was coming up and um he's got the the window at like 6 30 in the morning wide open sun is coming in like it's noon and he's on the phone talking to his girlfriend i don't know whatever he's and he's talking this loud yeah i know i i had to do this it's gonna be a long day and i'm like who the f is talking this loud what is going on it was i'm still drunk it was i was like why are you I, yeah, there was there was a definite conversation. I will never be. I can't room. I have to room with the third announcer if if at all possible. And thank God you came rolling around because you and I are at least on the same schedule. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, no. The Galvin Logan schedule works out well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we get. Uh, who do we get? We get Chris Monahan this weekend, right? You get Chris Monahan this weekend. Yeah. I yeah. Like Chris Monahan. He's done. He's done national events before. He's the division four announcer. So have no fear in HRA fans. Life will be good. You will go on without me. You get to hear his southern drawl because he's got a really yeah, deep so like voice. He got a he's from drawl. Dallas. He from he from he from Houston. Actually, I said Dallas. He'll shoot me if I say he's from Dallas. Uh, but hey, speaking of Dallas, we'll go to Dallas after that. And um, um, there's a hot rumor going around that that uh, Chris Monahan may be uh, maybe hanging out with us in Dallas too. You are like on the top rumor of all mill. of us. Look at you go on top on top of the rest of us. Like we may actually get a fourth announcer at Dallas. Well, look at you. Know Which would be awesome. I'm- also, go- there's a really hot rumor going around that Chris Monahan, who like it turns out makes really effing good barbecue food, so I'm told. I've never had it, but I've seen a hundred pictures and everybody raves about it. Is um is bringing barbecue food at my request to Dallas? In fact, he already has the order in, so that's not a hot rumor; it's a truth. We're gonna get some some real good Texas barbecue. I love it, Chris Monahan. Yeah, um, I'm excited. Have you been to that Dallas track and worked uh, worked? No. Nice there? No, no, no. Um, 
I was uh, I was supposed to work Dallas and Houston in 2020, and I don't know if you've heard this or not, but um, 2020 got slightly derailed for what? everybody on planet Earth. Yeah, I know, I know. I don't know. In case you, in case you were sleeping through 2020. Um, so yeah, um, I've I have been I have been to the great state of Texas a couple of times, but never for a drag race. Um, it's I, I'm actually I tell you the one thing I'm a little sad about. Um, my family, you know, Pat and everybody goes to that race usually every year. Because Billy Meyer owns the track and they're all buds and they all go and hang out and Billy's sweet and all that stuff, whatever. Well, uh, for whatever reason this year, the Hot Rod reunion, this, I'm doubly upset, the Hot Rod reunion, which has been renamed the Wally Parks Nostalgia Nationals up here at Bakersfield, right. Famoso, got moved in the schedule. They used to always be the weekend before Halloween. And for some reason this year, it is the same weekend as Dallas. So that not only am I upset about that because I can't go to it. And it's one of my favorite events of the year to just go and hang out. And my nostalgic guys will always be like my family and uh, my first love in drag racing from an announcing standpoint. And so not only am I pissed off that I don't get to go to the race at my home track and see all my buddies, but uh, Don Perdome is a grand marshal this year. And um, Don Perdome asked Pat and Donnie and all those guys to come to Bakersfield. And if Don Perdome asked, then you do. So none of them are going to Dallas. So like, well, you'll be first time I get to go to Dallas. Yeah, so now I'm stuck with you. Jesus uh, Christ. By the way, and Monahan now it sounds like, and Joe, and I'm just like, all right, yeah, but Joe's gonna be the... Joe's the master of ceremonies. He's like, he's like PT Barham there now. That's that, that's that. why I think that's why Chris Monahan might be because Joe's yeah. Joe is literally like, I'm gonna be on my. By the time we run a NHRA car on Friday, I'm gonna be on my like twelfth day, seventh or eighth straight day of yeah. working. Yeah, he's got like twelve straight days of working there. Yeah, yeah, it's good for I, Joe. I mean, you know, it's great. Yeah, of course. Um, that's good. Hey, by the way, you were talking about your family. Did uh, JJ get an envelope for me? No. What? Not yet. Oh, boy. There might be some furniture moving around this house. Yeah? Does it involve your wife's bed going out back or what? Uh, possibly. If she did not send that. Watch this. Watch this text. This is what happened. So um, I got, hey, we got, <laughs> we got lights and drag stickers. And um, I totally forgot to bring them to uh, Charlotte. Wait, and yeah. um, so then I, I texted my loving wife. I said, hey, can you send some uh, stickers to uh, JJ Galvin? Here's his address. Can you send those, please? This was Friday at like 10 in the morning. Yes. Well, if she sent them, in fairness, if she sent them like Friday afternoon or Saturday morning, it's only Wednesday morning here. You live on the other side of the earth from me. It's not like I live on the moon. I mean, what are we talking you live about? Live in Florida. We're gonna see. Hold on, please. Please hold. I just sent her a text. Did you send those stickers? She's in the other room. I'm sure she the laundry room is kind of separating the uh low zone studios and uh, her let's see what she says but anyways uh so i had to i had, I, I felt bad because jason was like oh i told jj he was gonna get stickers well i You're did look so so no, i love you it you tweeted the picture and then we I had know. like a hundred fans who i didn't know that we even had fans who were like oh my god i want one can you bring them to raises xyz there were people in charlotte right. who wanted them yep. last weekend we owe kelly crandall one by the way so you need to mail her yep. one um and uh and um yeah and then like people who want them in st louis so please don't forget them right and like all these people and so then i was like oh that's cool so i pulled the picture up 
that you tweeted of all the stickers and I showed it to JJ. And I was like, buddy, you want something really cool? And he's like, what? And I pulled it up and I was like, look, daddy. I said, who's that? And he goes, oh, that's daddy. I went, yeah, daddy and, uh, and Jason uh, had stickers made. And he goes, daddy. I want one. And I went, okay, but when he goes, I want to put it on my water bottle and take it to school. That way my water bottle is cool. And I can show all my friends at school. I didn't care. I didn't care if any of these, uh, of these other people got one Uh, that right there. I was like, I'm sending JJ one. And and cool. I mean, how old your kid? Like three, four, he'll be five next, next five. Jesus Christ. Five five in two weeks. Yeah. How many five-year-olds get mail sent to them? Not very many. I'm sure your grandparents do it. But yeah, I felt super horrible about it. And uh, yeah, so I have them. They're in my backpack now. I'm telling you what, th- th- this is going to be exciting. She has yet to respond to my text. Mm, oh, this boy. Is gonna get good. <laughs> this is going to get good. This is going to get so oh. good. By the way, speaking of Kelly Crandall, if you haven't heard, not listened to her podcast, listen to it. I, I don't have it's absolutely great. no idea. I have no idea what it's called. Um, but she's got a really good podcast so it's always fun to see it's called the racing writers podcast i have no idea what it's called but it's really good it's called the racing writers podcast her most recent guest unless there's been a new one posted yesterday today which i may not have seen yet um was curtis curtis kurt Kurt spittler an uh videographer extraordinaire but she's had some great ones on there her um her conversation with Jasmine Salinas was really, really good. I think she had Courtney Anders on earlier this year, if I recall. It was really, really good. She Jason couple, Galvin uh, and really Jason Logan are available. We're available to be on somebody else's podcast. What the heck? I don't know if that's actually going to happen because um, I, I was solving – again, when I, I – dude, I was so on the chip. My ego was I, – I, you couldn't – I was so freaking obnoxious and narcissistic and whatever this weekend. Um so Kelly Crandall comes walking into the media center and she walks kind of right past me to her seat. And I'm like, Hey, Kelly Crandall, Kelly Crandall. Hey, Kate, Kate, Kelly, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Kelly, Kelly. Hi. And oh. in that tone of voice that loud, anybody, their brother in the fourth row could have heard me say that she just walks right by and sits down. I go, Hey, Kelly, did you hear me say hello? And she's like, Listen, uh, I very, I'm very anxious. I got to get to my seat. I got to keep my head down. I got to get here. I got to get settled. I, I don't want to talk to people. You know, I very, uh, it, it, it kept talking about anxiousness, right? Well, then that prompted me to come up with my million dollar idea, which is very, oh, uh, this was me uh, over the top ego, everything. Um, I'm going to cure the world of anxiousness. I'm going to run, I'm going to become the Tony Robbins of, uh, getting rid of anxiousness where you don't need things. And I'm going to make you like, you know, and we were getting into the weeds on this. Like, you know, I just never positive. And I go, that's what this whole thing boot camp's going to be about positivity. I'm going to shower you with positivity. I'm going to build you up and make you the strongest woman ever. And I go, Hannah, you're involved too. Get over here. And then they were like, well, what else is going to happen to this boot camp? I go, massages where it's going to be like a day of beauty with positivity i go we're going to have a healthy nutritious lunch there'll be amazing snacks all right Dude, that's where you lost everybody right i was like i was going everybody. down the road they're like how much are you going to charge for this i go well you two can be free because you know you'll be the first two and i need some uh spokespeople and you people can pr- proof well. of concept yeah, proof, proof of, concept. of concept. I'm gonna make this happen, yeah. so you won't have to be anxious anymore. Like when somebody honks at you and you uh, you're, you don't want to look over, and you know you feel like you might have cut them off, but you didn't. Instead of just sitting there all tense and nervous in your car, you're gonna look over and yell at them and flick them off and go, "You shut the 
you're going to have that kind of confidence once you leave this uh, program. Hey, Mama, Mama Galvin wants you to know my mail hasn't come yet. She's probably right. I, I highly doubt my mail. <sighs> okay, yeah. well. I would, still- I, would, I would do an impersonation of my mom, but my mom's just, she sounds normal. And, you know, and I, I also wouldn't. I wouldn't want to shit on your impersonation of your mom, which is the greatest impersonation of all time. So we got to get her on. She's working all week. I thought about bringing her on today, but she's wait. She's give me, not. give me, give me, give me one, Mrs. Logan. Uh, well, hold on. Let me read you a text that she sent during the during the oh rain. God, delay. yes, this yes, is so good. Uh, this so is again, why people tune into this podcast. So again, my mom uh, has become a huge drag racing fan because her little boy is on TV every once in a while. And she could see it because she's got NHRA.TV. But I'm not her favorite on the broadcast. It's Joe Costello. And she gets upset when Jason Galvin and myself and Alan Reinhardt give him a hard time. So (laughs) he goes, all right, hold on. Let me see. Uh, Let's find a good one. All right, here we go. This 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 started on Saturday at two thirty. Hi, why does Skag have the little stand over there? They sit in the to the right of the starting line. It's always Skag employees. I say it's part of the sponsorship deal. Then five twenty five. It's now raining. We're running uh, Insider Podcasts. We're running all kinds of stuff, and <laughs> this is going to be so horrible. But uh, she sends this text after the Doug Kalitta part of the uh, Insider Podcast happened. She says, "Oh, where to go?" She goes, hey, rain delay is very boring. They pick the dullest people to talk to. <laughs> I'm like, mom. I go, let's tell Khalil, leave him alone. And then she goes, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this is great. This is, my mom actually pays it. Hey, then you have to start her impersonation with hey every time. Hey, well, during the rain delay, I found out I could enter a street legal event if I go to the track that is a member of the NHRA. I got to <laughs> find out if I can race my car. Rain delays boring me to death. <laughs> Dude, my mom's in all day long. Uh, how old is your mom? Seven, she'll be 77. Uh, Imagine it's 77 year old Mrs. Logan, like driving up, like open phase helmet, like buckling it in. Like, oh, yeah, could you hot imagine? coffee in her hand? Like, rolling, Dude, she would to totally like, do it. She's got a wrap four, she'd get out there, dial that thing in, f- figure it out. And then, and then if, if she felt that the light was wrong or, you know, she felt she was wronged in any way, shape, or form, oh, her top end oh, interview. She's going to be one of those? Amazing. She's going to be one of those? Oh, but you think yeah. Erica t- has some bad top My mom will be able to, hey, I don't know what's going on with this NHR and that uh, that Christmas tree, but that thing was wrong. <laughs> I know I left on a I love I, Erica's top interviews. She's honest. Oh, I do, too. I about do her too, feelings. But- yeah, I do too. Yeah. But it, my mom would get up there and, and drag everyone through the dirt. Hi, this Evan Joe. I don't understand what you people are doing out there. You know that T-shirt can't. You need to get enough T-shirts for everybody out here to have one, so everybody has something. You sound like Evan Jonat now. Well, yeah, but that. But let me tell you something. My, listen, my mom would fix the NHRA's problems in two seconds. I'm telling you, she she knows how to do things. My, and, my mom wants to come to the races, but here, mom, just so you know, she's texting me right now. Oh my god, let's go! We need to, I, God. That should be. We should have a life's a drag mother's edition yes. podcast where we just let yes. the two of them rant. Be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you would hear every. You would hear every dumb story that my mom had. Oh, by the way, speaking of uh, dumb stuff like nostalgia, so I moved into this house probably six, seven years ago. Before the show, I'm checking uh, Facebook. 
I get a Facebook direct message that says, please hold. I'm like, what the heck? I go, this is absolutely it's, it's ridiculous. Please hold. That's a weird yep. message. It says, uh, hey, man, I live in your old house. Just cleaned out the attic and found a lot of your old stuff. Some high school memories and pics. If you want them back, we can meet up. If not, I'll just toss it. This is what this dude found. in the. Uh, and, uh, I got a story about this, too. Look at all this. Look how handsome Jason Logan looked right there back in the day. That's you? Yep. And then if you zoom in on that soccer God, team. God, what happened? There, yeah, right? I started eating and drinking. If you zoom in on that. Student handbook. From 1986. What? But yeah, all this was up uh, in my attic. And I told I sent my kids up in the attic when we were moving. I said, hey, get all that stuff out of there. Throw it all down. Did you get it all? After about four hours of bitching and moaning. Yeah, we got it all. Yeah, all this stuff is here. By the way, the picture above that one of me, above that, eighth grade dance with my girlfriend. Boom. Um, wow. Anyways, the uh, and he goes, yeah, I, there's a couple other things up here. There's some clothes and some books. I'm like, what? I go, you jackasses didn't get anything out of there. But yeah, so there, there's all kinds of stuff there that um, I'm like, yeah, I probably could throw that away. But then I went, eh, maybe I should keep it. I don't know um but yeah so yeah yeah dude my mom has all kinds of fantastic stories as she can tell and just drag me through the mud yeah my mom probably could too which is maybe why we should reserve that podcast for some other <laughs> maybe we'll tape it maybe we're That's recording yeah, um so there you go so you're right, not gonna well, be in st louis no i'm gonna be I there won't. have fun Let's see if I get. I, let's see if I calm down because I got a connecting flight. I don't know, dude. I I really don't know. I want to make it through the end of the rest of the season. Yeah. I just I can't. I can't. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I think I think you'll be okay. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. It's wearing me down, Jason Galvin. Wearing me down. So if you see yeah. me out there, just be nice because I'm I'm probably having a bad day. And I got to go do laundry. Go do laundry. Skedaddle. I gotta go. I I don't, but my wife does sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I use the I got the downy beads that you throw in the cap and throw in. My wife's yeah. like, I think I think we have those now. That smells too perfumey. I go, I enjoy the smell because I don't want my clothes to stink. I.e. Yeah, me no. stink. Yeah. Anyways, all right, all right Jason. I'm gonna go pick JJ up. Have fun. And, Safe and let me know. Let me know if you got those stickers because me and my wife are going to go have a nice little conversation. I will. I will. I will let you know. Will let All you right. Know. All right, brother. Thank you so much. Everybody, enjoy your weekend uh, or the rest of your week and then your weekend. Uh, just think of us as we're traveling on Thursday. Jason Galvin will be uh, partying it up at a wedding, probably. And then we'll see him in Dallas. See all this. All right. We'll talk. I, I, dude, I kind of want to know about this wedding. So maybe have a podcast. Yeah, we're in. We're in. All right, cool. All right, thanks, guys. Have a great day. See you later.